and good evening, and welcome to the Crosstalk PM. This is Mike Meyer, and for the next hour, I'll be taking your calls and allowing you to weigh in on anything that's going on out, you know, out in our world right now. Uh, it is Free For All Friday, so if you want to weigh in on something local, go for it. If you want to weigh in on something that's, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, nationwide, feel free. And uh, one thing that I did want to uh, bring up today, uh, it's in the news uh, quite a bit uh, as of late, uh, thanks to a lovely little uh, outbreak that we're having, I guess, well, I guess it's spotty across the country, but a uh, community in New York is doing something about it. And that's uh, some parents who have had uh, resisted having their children vaccinated uh, have reluctantly brought them in for a measles shot as a state of emergency has taken effect in uh, New York City's uh, northern suburb of uh, Rockland County. Uh, Rockland County in, uh, enacted the emergency order uh, Tuesday night uh, to fight a measles outbreak that's infected over 150 people. And uh, the order bans unvaccinated children in public places. Uh, such as schools, stores, churches, uh, malls, uh, movie theaters, whatever. And uh, the article speaking of uh, parents that are bringing their uh, kids in to uh, get them vaccinated after they received a robocall uh, telling them that their uh, child was banned from school. And... Uh, you know, is this something good? Is this something bad? Uh, like I said, this is coming uh, from back in New York State. It was actually very close to my hometown, uh, but it is getting national attention, and it brings up very strong feelings that kind of breach the political uh, divides. Uh, it's not a left issue. It's not a right issue, uh, but people have extremely strong sentiments about it. So if uh, you want to weigh in on that, or maybe you want to weigh in on uh, you know, possibly uh, the beaches not having any lifeguards this coming year or anything else. Go ahead and give us a call. Number down here at uh, Wisdom, Better Hearing Talk, Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, or you can shoot us a text, is 608-785-7914. And we will be right back. And we're back on Lacrosse Talk. And uh, like I said, uh, this evening... Uh, we could be talking about uh, the vaccinations, uh, which are back in the news again. Uh, are you for them? Are you not? Do you think they should be mandatory? Do you think they're going to cause uh, kids to have uh, you know, 16 toes on each foot and uh, have their eyelashes fall out? Uh, give us a buzz uh, or shoot us a text. The uh, number down here at Wisdom at the Better Hearing Center talking text line is 608-785-7914. And uh, over the news, uh, they were just talking about, and it's another thing I wanted to bring up uh, this evening, is uh, the uh, they were talking about the bats over in Minnesota. And that's that, that doesn't stop at uh, state lines. That's around here as well. Uh, the uh, bats are suffering from something called white nose syndrome. And that is passed uh, from bat to bat in their dens and caves and hollowed out trees or, you know, wherever they sleep in. And it primarily kills them during hibernation as the fungus fills up their noses and covers over their faces and basically smothers them to death. Now, a lot of people think that putting up bat houses is a good way of helping the bats. Uh, and they, you know, think they're doing their civic duty and, you know, 
paying one ahead to Mother Nature and everything else, but that's not really the best thing to do as that's, occurred, that's encouraging the bats to den up together. Bats will find a place to uh, sleep on their own. Uh, you don't have to put up a bat house uh, to, you know, bring them in all in together, and that's when the uh, bats start having the issue with the uh, this uh, white nose uh, stuff. It's a fungus, actually, that's uh, clogging up uh, their breathing and eventually leads to their death. Now, uh, actually, bats uh, have, Mother Nature's been, you know, doing her own thing with the bats, and they're starting to change up their uh, habits, too. And if, you know, during the warmer months, if you're out and about, uh, bats can be spotted sleeping during the day in some very unusual places. Uh, some of them, you know, may freak you out a little bit, too, uh, as you've been you know, probably walking within a couple of feet of them and never even noticed them snoozing away. Uh, here you go. We had a bat, uh, this was probably two summers ago, but as you walked into, the, mm-hmm. you know, WK2I or whatever you want, Midwest Family Broadcasting, up on, uh, you know, just above the door, there was a little bat just hanging out right there sleeping. And it was, but it was kind of, it would startle people when they walked in. But Yeah, uh, one day I came in here to do the Plant Doctor show, it was a few years back, and everybody was freaking out because there was a bat yeah. in here. And I looked in the garbage, found a, uh, you know, a quick trip, uh, big gulp cup, yeah. took the top off. The thing was sitting on the wall sleeping. I just walked up, put it over the uh, bat, tapped it, you know, to yeah, so he gets out. Yeah. And then I put a piece of paper over, brought it outside, let it out. I mean, yeah. You don't need to hurt them or anything like that. Yeah, I've had bats uh, in my house a couple of times, and, um, you know, at first you're like, ugh, because they, they, they fly in circles, you know, and eventually they land, and then you don't know where they land, which is always a little bit, like, nerve-wracking, because they like to go in the closet and, like, land on your shirt right. is where I found them a couple of times <laughs> on my hanging shirts. But like I, I learned too. if you just open a couple of windows... Like, not just the screens. Mm-hmm. Well, if you open them to the screens, the bats will go and land on the screens because they hear outside and they want to go mm-hmm. outside if it's nighttime anyway. And then uh, and then you can, you know, if you want to do something like that. I, I get Tupperware and I put, you know, something like a, a big glass bowl so I can see what's going on. And then same thing, get a magazine and put it over the top. But, yeah, it's always funny when they're when they land somewhere and you don't know where they where they landed. But what's really cool is uh, Mother Nature's, uh, I guess, trying to combat this. Uh, she's, the bats are starting not to den together anymore. And they're actually denning up outdoors in unprotected areas. In my fireplace. Uh, that's a possibility. <laughs> uh, if you look at any of the uh, large stucco buildings that we have in the area, uh, a lot of the chain stores like uh, Walmart, uh, Home Depot, any of those that have that like stucco exterior to them. Oh, this building, right? Uh, in fact, this, yeah, I've seen them out here. Uh, you look outside, and you'll walk right by it, you know, 50 times and never realize what they are because they don't look like the classic bat hanging upside down that everybody freaks out about. Yeah. They look like a little brown spot. And up there on the side of the wall, they'll be there clinging to the side of the wall fast asleep. And uh, they'll be out there in the broad daylight. Uh, if you look up underneath overhangs, and this is where it really freaks people out because, you know, they'll look up uh, the one time and see them up there over the top of their door. You know, it's more than likely they've probably been there, you know, 20 nights before yeah. or 20 days before and nothing's happened. But the one time that they're going to see them, they all freak out about it. And uh, 
Yeah, if you see a bat during the day, don't worry about it. Don't even bother it. It's not going to, you know, take off and fly inside. All you got to think is bats eat mosquitoes. Right. So, <laughs> and they're not going to harm you. Yeah, they're going to munch on the mosquitoes before they can feast on you. So, uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to feast on us at all, right? No, meaning the mosquitoes <laughs> feasting on us. Oh, I'll see yeah, that. But, uh, yeah, and, it, you know, if you see a bat outside your house, tell your kids to stay away from it, uh, you know, because the curiosity is going to get them. They're going to be up there poking at it and stuff like that. But just leave the things alone, and they will be fine. They're not going to bother you. Yeah, I would say tell your kids to, you know, maybe stay away from it, but in a way that it isn't a monster that we need to run away. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, like stay away. Hey, he's, he's sleeping. Leave him alone. Like exactly. And then in the night, he'll get up and he'll fly around and have fun. I don't yeah. know, something like that. Yeah, munch out in bugs. You know those bugs that have been biting you when you're outside in the evening? Well, he'll eat them as long as you don't mess with them. There's a there's like a frog epidemic going on too in Florida. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear that. One. I'm trying to get my computer going because like same deal. Like frogs are dying like crazy in, in, mm. in down in Florida. No kidding. Uh, I know when I was down in Puerto Rico, uh, the uh, coquis is what the uh, I guess the Spanish word for them was down there. <laughs> they could use a few of those dying. You couldn't hear yourself think at night, think at all outside at night because of uh, the frogs. There's just millions and millions and millions of them all chirping at the same time. Okay, we're going to take a little bit of a short break, and we'll be right back here with Lacrosse Talk PM. Go ahead and shoot us a text at uh, Better Hearing Talk and Text Line, or give us a call at 785-7914. And we're back. And uh, you know, one thing that I wanted to talk about uh, today in between, uh, well, actually, we have a text coming in. Uh, could you please talk about the decrease in bee population and your feelings on that? Thank you. And that is from Walter. And this is kind of like a crossover question between the Plant Doc Show and uh, Lacrosse Talk PM, but you brought it up, so I will be glad to talk about it. <clears throat> okay, number one, there is no decrease in the bee population. Sorry, it is a falsehood. Uh, now, are there problems with the European honeybee? Yes, there are. There have always been problems with the European honeybee. You know why? Because they're from Europe. Uh, if uh, you've ever watched uh, The War of the Worlds, remember how uh, the uh, aliens died? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoiler alert. Oh, come on. <laughs> you don't know that one. Okay, spoiler alert uh, if you've never watched The War of the, Wo War of the World. Or listened to it. Or listened to it, the, yeah, back in the 40s, I think it was. But uh, the aliens are going to die. Hey, humanity uh, wins out. You know, go figure. Uh, but they die because of uh, they are being attacked by the common cold virus, uh, the rotavirus, uh, the virus that creates a common cold. Humans have built up a resistance to it. And the idea behind the movie is the aliens did not. So uh, now you've got, there's all sorts of different, varieties of bees out there. Uh, the European honeybee is uh, the top honey producer. There's two top honey producers, the European and the African honeybees. And the uh, European is about the most non-aggressive uh, honey-producing bee there is. And they brought it over from uh, Europe in the year 1622. 
the Pilgrims brought it over. It didn't come over on their first trip over, but it came over on their second trip over. And uh, they've had them here ever since. But they've had to keep replacing them here ever since because the European uh, bees have not built up resistance to the funguses and the uh, mites and other insects and stuff like that that attack them over here. And that is what 90% of bee decline is uh, when they're talking about bee decline. Now, you always hear these great dire predictions about stuff, uh, you know, if all the honeybees go away, we're all going to die and we're going to starve to death because there's going to be no pollinators out there. That's also a bunch of hogwash. Uh, because as anybody that has allergies can tell you right now, they're all suffering. Uh, pollen from last year still is out floating around. And it's blowing around uh, now that the snow is left, and it's clogging up everybody's nose. And, uh, you know, everybody's got the red eyes, uh, noses are plugged up, the post-nasal drip. Uh, I bet you know at least, you know, a handful of people that are exhibiting those symptoms right now. How many of those people have had bees fly up their nose? <laughs> you know, if uh, that's the only way things can get pollinated... No, pollen blows in the wind. And granted, insects do help. There is no doubt about it. I don't want to, uh, you know, make you think that I don't think they help out at all. Uh, but there are other ways of pollination other than honeybees. In fact, honeybees aren't even the best pollinators. If uh, you go out to uh, California for the, um, the, the, what is the crop out there, the almond crop, uh, they don't even want honeybees. Uh, they uh, bring in bumblebees. They're uh, buying bumblebees for uh, pollinators because they do a much better job. And uh, the uh, bumblebees are not susceptible to this so-called bee decline. But we want honeybees so that the honey isn't $9 a jar. Granted, but the price of honey is not going to change uh, because of this, because honey has always gone down. Uh, the bee population has dropped like a rock uh, every now and then. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. In fact, that's how uh, the killer bees came uh, over here to, you know, in the first place. It was back in the 50s. They found out, and I had mentioned it before, the African honeybee uh, was a much hardier uh, honeybee. It didn't create as much uh, honey, but it still created quite a bit. So they brought them over here from Africa. Now, the one drawback of the African honeybee is it could not live in the colder climate. So it was actually uh, brought over into uh, Central America and uh, Mexico, and it worked its way on up uh, through Mexico to southern United States. And uh, one problem that they had with the African honeybee is that it was uh, very, very aggressive. And if you happened to mess with a uh, hive uh, when they were uh, swarming, uh, you can wind up, you know, getting stung to death. And that's where the, uh, you know, swarm and all those uh, 1970, I hate to say this, but B-rated B-movies uh, came out in. Uh, they were all concerning the African honeybee. And that was uh, to try to get one up on the uh, European honeybee. But we've got a caller coming in. Eric. Eric is uh, coming in from Sparta. Good evening, Eric. How are you? I'm just doing okay, I guess. 
but uh, when I was a little boy, my mother took me, my sister, and my brother down to La Crosse. Mm-hmm. Uh, for an eye doctor, it's a parking ramp right just north of uh, 4th Street. We went right across the street to eye doctor. But anyway, we'd walk around town, downtown there early in the morning and walk in these little stoopways, walk in there, and these things were just water out of like, and it was hundreds of them. Hundreds of what, Eric? Bats. Oh, bats, okay. And and uh, the little, little cover heads and stuff like that, they, they all flew away. They didn't want to hurt us or anything. But the point is, bats are uh, important for containing the mosquito population. And But anyway, I was tell, I thought I'd just tell a little story about that. Anyway, and, uh, there were, used to be a lot of them down there when I was a little kid. Anyway, yeah. thanks. And unfortunately, there's not a lot around anymore. I know uh, during the summer we'd be sitting out at night and be nothing to see, you know, a dozen bats, you know, swinging around, uh, you know, out in our backyard, uh, munching away on uh, mosquitoes. And now it's, you know, if we see one, it's a rarity. Uh, They're really getting scarce up in Holman. It's a sad thing. Uh, They eat mosquitoes. Yes, they sure do. And, uh... Thank you very much for weighing in on that, Eric. Uh, we're going to have to get going because we got to uh, take a break and go to some news. But we will be right back here at 1410 WIZM and uh, Lacrosse Talk PM in just a minute. And we're back with uh, Lacrosse Talk PM. And if you want to weigh in on any topic uh, this evening, uh, feel free to give us a buzz at the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, 608-785-7914. And this is something I was going to bring up uh, today until I was listening to uh, Lacrosse Talk PM yesterday with uh, Ken Cooper. And I'm not saying that uh, he had a wrong take on this. Uh, I'm not saying that I even have the right take on it. I'm just wondering if there's a different way of looking at things uh, that I wanted to uh, you know, bring out. And I guess it all stemmed from uh, one of our callers uh, getting a bit animated. I guess it happened the day before uh, during his phone call. And it was in reference to having a different political opinion than somebody else. And the guest speaker that I guess was on Wednesday uh, very uh, eloquently said, and I'm paraphrasing. Viterbo was Keith Knutson. Oh, okay. Uh, and he said that he'd like to meet the caller in a very friendly way and that uh, not everybody in this country, you know, has the same opinion, and that's okay as long as everyone stays polite to everyone else. And that really got me thinking. You know, and I know my thinking can be a really dangerous thing, but what's this guy right or not? In today's politically correct world, you know, where... Almost everybody's afraid of offending anyone else. At least to me, it was refreshing hearing somebody, you know, getting a bit fired up. And uh, this country has grown an entirely new dynamic. Uh, agree with his views or not, you have to agree that in, up until the uh, elections of 2016, the only ones that got away with being angry were those on the left. Uh, they were the angry protesters. Uh, generally, uh, back, you know, the angry protesters were backed by some left-leaning organization. And I'm not saying that's bad. Actually, I think it's a brilliant tool to be utilized in politics, and it worked. 
Uh, and But if anybody on the right dared to act that way, they would have been committing political suicide. Not just because of the fact that the left would have pounced on him like white on rice, claiming it was hate speech or, you know, the person was some type of phobic, but because the right had been so become so scared of how the left would portray them that they did not speak their minds and they became a bunch of spineless jellyfish. Uh, Romney was a perfect example of this. His That election uh, between him and Obama was his to lose, especially after the screw-ups Obama made about Russia not being our enemy. Well, guess what? Romney lost that election. And uh, he was gutless, and he paid the price. So come along uh, Trump and somebody who's not a politician, but uh, he knows how to fight and stand up for himself and win in the long run. This scared the crap out of the blue-blood politicians on both sides of the aisle. Now, recent history aside... There was another time and place that having political, civil political discourse in our country was not the thing to do at the time. Uh, and history has proved this to be correct. The country was just about as divided as it is right now, and actually there are many parallels between then and now. There's about a 50-50 political s- split amongst uh, Americans. A uh, form of political correctness was running rampant on one side of uh, the issue. Uh, freedom of religion, and notice I said of religion, not from religion, was also a big part of the debate. High and unfair taxes fueled anger, and there was a very strong political entity trying everything, including changing the rules, to stay in power. Uh, And there was an attempt at a uh, major, uh, or a major attempt at a uh, gun grab as well, as many other similarities. And the reason why I said it proved to be correct at the time is that other period that I'm talking about was the pre-Revolutionary War period. Uh, What we consider now to be patriots went against their friends. They spoke out. Uh, They went against their friends, their neighbors, uh, their families, and to rise up against the tyranny from the English rule. And just imagine if uh, we would have kept on with civil political discourse back then and not wanting to ruffle anybody's feathers or, in today's terms, offending anybody. Uh, We might just be playing God Save the Queen at soccer games instead of the Star-Spangled Banner at football games. So uh, do you think uh, getting riled up is uh, the right thing to do? Uh, You know, at what point do you think it is the right, you know, time to get riled up? Uh, you know, the right sat back for eight years during Obama, and we got walked over. Uh, and at least in my mind, the country's hurting right now. Uh, at what time do you start standing up and yelling? Uh, so go ahead and uh, weigh in. We've got one caller coming in, and uh, who is number that? Three. Number three. Number three is on number one. Good evening, number three. How are you? I'm good. I think Eric's got to get a new calling card. He can start out as saying, as I see it. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that all you had tonight? Anyway, or? I want to talk about the turtle crossing signs they're going to put up on East Avenue this year. Okay. Okay, you know, the turtles, they go back and forth mm-hmm. and lay their eggs. Anyway, that's a good deal. But they were supposed to put up two stop signs 
in front of Longfellow Middle School on Denton Street. Okay. And I think that same crew that goes out and puts those turtle crossing signs should take a couple stop signs and put down here by Longfellow Middle School so the children are protected, too. Oh, okay, that would be always be a good thing. So if anybody's kids. listening from City Hall, they were supposed to put up two signs, I guess, when they got around to it. So maybe the mayor could throw those two stop signs on that truck with the turtle crossing signs. Okay, I think that would be a very good idea. I think, you know, the kids are, you know, crossing down there. It's pretty bad, so put the two signs up. Mm-hmm. Okay, and another thing. I'm going to send my wife out with a power rake tomorrow because it's dried out. Is that all right? <laughs> you know, this is the one time that I will allow you to uh, get away with a plant doctor uh, question on this show because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Uh, oh, okay. I'll pump send pump. her out with a power rake. She ain't too They've enthused about it. I said, go ahead. And, uh, yeah, as long as your uh, ground's firmed up, dry and firmed up enough so you can go out there and kneel down and stand up after about 30 seconds and not have wet knees, you should be good to go. Close enough for the kind of girls I go with. We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good one. You too, number three. Thanks a lot for calling. And, uh, yeah, if you want to weigh in on that or any other uh, issues that's going on, uh, please feel free to go ahead and give us a call. Number down here at WISM at the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back here at 1410 WIZM in just a minute. And welcome back. Uh, last uh, ooh, 12 minutes of Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to weigh in on anything uh, that's going on in the area, it doesn't have to be local lacrosse tonight since it's free-for-all Friday. You can stretch it out across the country or the world for that matter. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, shoot us a text or give us a call at the Better Hearing, Talk, Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. Uh, I have to screw that up at least once a show. Uh, number down here is 608-785-7914. And do me a favor, too, please, if you're shooting us texts, uh, please make sure they're, I mean, you understand what you're talking about when you're writing a text. Uh, some of these things that we get here at the station, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. It's hard. It's it's hard for people to drive in taxes. The <laughs> let's hope that they're not doing that. Uh, please give us at least. You should be concentrating on driving. I don't even want to say give us a phone call, but please don't drive in text. Not a good idea. But uh, I mean, some they look like they're abbreviated or what have you. Uh, you've got an idea about what you're talking about. Some of your friends might have an idea, but I have no clue whatsoever. Uh, so, uh, you know, try to make them self-explanatory. Uh, trying to figure out some of these texts here is like trying to explain what a color looks like, and you just can't do it. But if you feel like weighing in on any of the uh, things that uh, we've talked about so far, or you've got something else you want to weigh in on, uh, it doesn't have to be something that I'm bringing up. Again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. And another thing I wanted to bring up, and I was just telling Rick over the break that I'm pretty much going to tick off at least somebody from every party uh, today, uh, be it the right, the left, the libertarians. Um, I'm definitely going broad spectrum today. Uh, and another thing that uh, was in the news this week 
is the Supreme Court uh, is not going to stop the Trump administration from enforcing its ban on bump stock devices, which uh, basically allows a semi-automatic weapon to be uh, modified to fire very similar like a machine gun. And the ban took effect on Tuesday. Uh, gun right groups are uh, asked the court on Monday to stop the government from enforcing the ban for now. And uh, Chief Justice uh, John Roberts declined uh, the request uh, to get involved. And so the ban is now in effect. And i got to say, I'm, hey, I'm a hunter. Uh, I own, uh, you know, quite a few guns myself. Uh, I am 100% for the Second Amendment. However, I personally do not feel that that applies in this case. They are not banning a weapon. Uh, they're banning something that allows a weapon to become much more dangerous than it was originally uh, intended to be without good cause. Uh, so if you want to weigh in on this, uh, you can go ahead and, uh, again, shoot us a text. Uh, number down here at the Better Hearing uh, Center, talking text line, 608-785-7914. we got a couple of callers. Island Pete, number one. Island Pete, number one. Good evening. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. Doing great. Um, uh, yeah, that bump stock deal is, uh, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I'm, I'm not crazy about it. Uh, makes a felon out of what? Probably uh, a million Americans that own them. I don't own them myself, but I, I don't see uh, the harm in a bump stock. They don't, you know, using a bump stock anyway is kind of tough. You have to practice with it. You can do it. You don't need a bump stock to, to go fully automatic. You can, if you work with your gun enough, you can wrap off some serious rounds. You know. But my contention is why I called is mm-hmm. you were uh, you were saying uh, uh, when is it a good time for people to start screaming? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to scream. No, don't uh, scream too loud. i got headphones. These red flag laws, uh, I'm telling you, it is total government tyranny. I don't even know what these states are thinking. First off, there's no conviction required to confiscate a gun owner's firearm. Mm-hmm. Secondly, there's no arrest of the gun owner being accused. Thirdly, there's no indictment of the gun owner being accused. Fourth, there's usually no uh, notification that the gun owner's firearms are about to be confiscated because somebody snitched them in or some relative is, uh, was offended by something he said. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the police show up at your door and confiscate your firearms with no due process. And, and that flies right in the play, face of uh, the judicial system, what the judicial system was designed to do. So, and, and that goes the same with uh, civil forfeiture of anything, in my opinion. You know, this, that's, that's pretty much, uh, they're really overstepping their boundaries when they can just come in and take anything you want. So I think that's something to scream about. Okay. Well, I thank you very much for weighing in on that. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, man. You're quite welcome. You have a great day. And uh, the second caller is? Eric is back. Eric is back from Sparta. Hello again, Eric. I do believe that bum socks should be banned. I don't think anybody needs one, but there's a lot of guys out there who, who like to play with all these things. They got the money that they can spend that much money on ammo to blow away. Mm-hmm. And there, there's also something you said about the, trying to ban the AR-15. It's the most popular rifle in America, used for target practice, used for uh, competition in the Army and other organizations. But the, but the thing is, 
The main point that all these restrictions are happening is because the liberals want to confiscate guns because the president and his brother, Attorney General, got shot with them, and that's when this all started. So they, I got more guns hmm? that the government would like to ban. What happened to AK-47? Why, why are they not trying to ban them now? Uh, because uh, they were banned? They're not banned. AK-47s are full automatic. We're not allowed to have those. A semi-automatic AK-47 is not banned. They're for sale legally. You can get them on it. A semi. You can shop around. You can find them, and they are legal to buy and own, as long as they're semi-automatic. Right. You understand me? Yep. An AR-15, legal AR-15 is semi-automatic. Yep. There's different apertures you can put on things to make them. So thank you very much. And yeah, I do agree uh, with you that you know I'm all for uh, the semi-automatic uh, rifles. Uh, I have no issues with them whatsoever. But we've got another caller coming in. And not that much time left. So you said Andy. Andy yep. Good evening, Andy. How are you? Well, I'm doing very well. I actually had a different question that I wanted to propose about the gun debate. I think we should all be allowed to have guns. But I think uh, I, I want to question whether or not there should be uh, legislation allowed to uh, make legal, like, age limits on guns. I know there's a precedent for, like, handguns. But, I mean, I, I remember uh, hearing something about uh, companies not wanting to sell to people under the age of 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that might be unconstitutional, that, like, you know, you can't discriminate on the big five, age, race, gender, mm. et cetera. Uh, I'm not sure what the – I would think you'd be right, but I'm not 100% positive. Uh, I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, there, I, I heard about some – there was some legislation that my roommate and I were talking about that they were uh, proposing down, I think, in Florida – but as far as things go, I mean, we're you know we're Americans. We have a right to uh, firearms, but no right is absolute. So I think you know we always got to take that you know that sort of stance with a grant. You know, mm-hmm. you're reasonable. And, you know, you should be able to be armed and defend yourself, but you shouldn't obviously have an RPG. Yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, I've got to I will take issue with uh, something that Eric says uh, there before about the uh, bump stocks. You know, in my mind, there's two reasons to have a bump stock. One of them is, like he said, uh, you know, just uh, wasting bullets off into the air. It's called hee-haw, and I think, hee-haw, just yeah. shooting hee-haw, and sure. shooting into the gun. Well, Hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> and Well, but, like, can't you just, like, CNC or 3D print one or design your own? I mean, people make their well, own they're guns, still against you know? law to have, uh, whether you stuff? make your own or not. They're against law to have now. Now, well, absolutely, but I'm saying, like, we're talking about the effective, effectiveness of the, of the legislation, right? Isn't that the whole point? Well, the, well I'm talking about the uh, reasoning behind it, to be very honest with you. Now, uh, really quickly, there are two reasons. Uh, that, which is very, very dangerous, because if you're talking about uh, using a uh, 30 caliber, uh, that bullet's going to go five miles before it comes down. So unless you're out in, like, Montana someplace... Uh, you know, where you've got, you know, five-mile uh, range behind uh, where you can shoot. Out here, you can't do that anywhere. 
Uh, with the, and shoot into a rock or a side of a bluff. Yeah, but who's going to stand there shooting into the side of a bluff? And still, even if you're shooting into a rock, You'd the bullets are going to be so surprised. The bullets are still going to be spraying all over, so it's going to be dangerous. Uh, well, I mean, not spraying, but like you know, I mean, we've all shot into. You know, I mean, people who own land here, they shoot, but they ain't shooting their guns. I've definitely been out to a friend's land before, and we've shot, you know, into just the side of a rock yeah, base. And you've got to be careful doing that. Uh, look, oh, absolutely. I, I was in the military. I've shot total automatic weapons. And very honestly, the first shot when you shoot an automatic weapon is going to be on target. The rest of them are all over the place. I don't care how much you uh, practice with it. Uh, that's going to be it. And that's as far as your accuracy goes. I had to go ahead and cut that uh, caller short. We're going to have to take off, but we'll be back here next week at for Rel Across Talk PM. We will see you then.